Everyone knows how to play poker. 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 But do you know how to play poker well? Well, get ready to talk poker strategy with the people who run the games. Hear interviews with the stars. Get information on when to play, where to play, and how to play better poker. 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 This is Poker Action Live, a weekly poker show with your hosts Big Dave Lemon and Joe Rodriguez. And welcome once again, everybody, down to South Florida as we bring you the show from our studios in Pembroke Pines. Poker Action Line is uh, with you once again. Uh, Joe Rodriguez, my partner, back in uh, back in the saddle uh, after uh, a couple of weeks off over the holidays. Yeah. We were back here last well, week. Well, I was here last week, yeah. But, but uh, I mean, over the holidays, when we did a couple of best of shows, uh, you got a chance to be with the family, and uh, uh, I'm sure... Since you have uh, three grown-up daughters now with lots of uh, grandkids. Man, it's so different now, Dave. You know, family vacations. Gio with his young son, you know, enjoy it, buddy, because <laughs> let me tell you, it was, it was you know, every year that was one of my wife's, one of my wife's biggest things is that we always took a, a family vacation no matter what. And we were able to maintain that all the way up until my oldest daughter got married. And now, you know... It has been two years since we've been able to go with all three daughters, you know, and grandkids were involved also in that one for my son-in-law's uh, birthday party uh, two Julys ago. But, uh, yeah, you know, got to get away. And I love the city. I went to New Orleans, and it's – I just – I'm. This just confirmed how much I really love New Orleans. Absolutely. What a great city. Uh, a lot of things to talk about tonight as the uh, the big tournament down the Bahamas, the uh, the opener that all the Platinum Pass winners got a chance to play in, plus anybody that bought in the uh, Poker Stars uh, Championship down there. It was not the main event of the PCA. That is uh, going on right now and is down to 28 players in that main event. But the uh, tournament that preceded the regular PCA was uh, a lot of excitement as uh, uh, they played down to a finish. And uh, the winner was Ramon Calillas from Spain. Colillas, I guess maybe it's pronounced. Uh, <laughs> don't sound too much like a gringo here. Uh, but uh, Ramon Colillas uh, won $5.1 million. Pretty yeah, amazing. That huh? is nice. And he was, a, he was a winner of one of the packages, right? He was. Uh, down uh, to the final table, there was two that made the final table. And they both made it to the final three. So huge payoffs Oof. for two Platinum Pass winners that basically were playing a free roll down there. So Yeah, uh, that's that's amazing. It, it, for a $25,000 buy-in, correct? Yeah, he, uh, he won his on a local tour in Spain by being at the top of the leaderboard. They had like several tournaments there at the, the local casino in Spain. And uh, he picked it up there. He's usually an online player. He plays lots of spin-and-goes, mainly $100 buy-ins. And uh, he talked a lot about it. Uh, the finish, he was absolutely uh, exhausted when they finished, and how the reporters were trying can to talk you, to him. He actually had to come back the next day yeah, to do his interviews. Let me tell you that I can't imagine how stressful that is because, yeah, you know, obviously that's life changing money. Yeah, absolutely. that is really life changing money, especially when you're not. A professional like some of these guys, you know, I mean, I'm sure somebody like Jason or Phil Helmuth would love to win $5 million and change, but I don't know if it's going to change their life that much because of the monies that they've earned and, and all the money that, that they're getting from different sponsors and stuff. But for somebody like this, somebody like you and me, Gio, any of us in that tournament, you know, you get to that final three, you already know you're getting some great money, and then that stress to try to earn that extra couple of million dollars. What was what was uh, second place and second third place? place was uh, 2.974. Uh, 
2.97. So, so you're talking right. So you're talking a little bit over two million more for, for from first to second, and then what was third? Third was uh, 2.168. So $3 million more. Can you imagine that? You're down to the final three, and you know if you can eliminate the other two guys, you're, you're more than doubling the money that you're already guaranteed a- to absolutely. get. Absolutely, and I want to talk about some of that. The reason there was such a difference between second and first, there's not always the that million much dollars the million dollars that Poker guaranteed. Stars put in. So uh, I do want to talk a little bit about that. There's a couple articles on uh, Poker, Poker News. Uh, if you want to check out some of that stuff, but I'm going to touch on a few points on things that I read. But we'll save that for the next segment because there's a lot of stuff going on right now. By the way, uh, I will tell you that Julian Martini of France was uh, second place finisher, winning that 2.975. And uh, third place went to a fellow from the Philippines that had brought his family, uh, his wife and five children, Wow. Uh, had brought them to the Bahamas uh, for a huge vacation for them, and he ends up winning over $2 million. And uh, very, very proud Filipino uh, talked about uh, their uh, their president, Duterte, that was uh, elected uh, not long ago. And then also... Uh, He's a Filipino Trump. <laughs> uh, Manny, yeah, I know. Manny Pacquiao fights this Saturday. So a lot of stuff going on that he was very proud of with his country. And uh, felt like he represented them well, and, and sir, he certainly did. Wow! So we had an international flavor yes, for, absolutely. for the top three finishers. I wonder how was the whole table like that? No, uh, two Americans, uh, Scott Baumstein, who is uh, lives in South Florida here now, as uh, he is also making a deep run right now in the big tournament over at the Seminole Hard Rock. Has had a great year, won a tournament at the Isle earlier this year, so a uh, big year for Scott. Uh, he finished four. Jason Kuntz, not Jason Kuhn, as a lot of people thought it was him, but it was Jason Kuntz uh, who finished in uh, fifth. Mark Perot from Canada. Farid Jatton, who actually lives in Miami. Uh, he's from Colombia originally. And Talal uh, Shakerji uh, from the U.K., uh, originally from Israel, finished in eighth. But uh, eighth but place, first man out, 509,000. Yeah. Oh, oh, so eighth place was uh, they they went to a final table of eight, or yes. somebody they got eliminated, two people got final, eliminated final or something table of when eight. they got to ten? Yeah. So, because I remember you mentioning last week that ninth place, I, th- I thought it was final table, I thought it'd be nine, was 400,000. Yeah. So, still beautiful prize money there, boy. I could live with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That'll take care of a lot of things for me. Absolutely. So, we'll talk a little more about that in the second segment. But uh, I want to touch on what's going on now as uh, the tournament's both in South Florida and in uh, the Bahamas moves on with the main event there. And just getting underway today is uh, uh, the Aussie Millions. So, all kinds of stuff going on uh, around the world, big tournaments, and uh, we'll be sure and uh, follow all of that for you Uh as we move along. But right now in South Florida, uh, Brian Hastings just got eliminated over at the Hard Rock. They are down to uh, 67 players uh, for their opening event. It was a 360 buy-in with eight, eight opening, opening sessions. sessions. Yeah. Uh, 4,508 players. Woo. So they continue to just blow uh, it out of the water, even with the competition just right over in the Bahamas and the you know, stuff all over the world, but huge tournaments. Well, over there. yeah, well, <laughs> not we on the same level, do, obviously. Exactly for a 360 buy-in, and once again, this just goes to prove that South Florida is is quickly, if not already, at the top of the poker community in the United States yeah. as far as numbers are concerned. I mean, you know, you only see numbers like these in Vegas when when the main of you know when, when the WSOP is is doing its six seven week run over there. Yeah. 
Michael Ortiz, a uh, local guy that I, I played with in a couple of tournaments, a couple of charity events. Uh, he sat next to me at one earlier this year. Nice kid. Uh, I remember that turn, a particular tournament he was uh, drinking uh, lemon drops. So he got pretty hammered as he was playing there, but still, <laughs> still played well. Um, and also, uh, Jackie Scott was at that table as well. So we had a lot of fun that night. But uh, Michael is uh, the chip leader right now. Uh, as we have it, and they're down to about 70 players as they play down. Uh, they'll probably finish tomorrow, is my guess. Did they put up the prize pool yet? Uh, prize pool is was a 500,000 guarantee. I don't I don't see the right the prize pool right here at at the moment, but they shattered that obviously. Yeah, they, what is that? Yeah. 4,500 times 360. Dad, you're looking at uh, what roughly over a million, about 1.3, yeah. no, 1.35, 1, 1. 1.4, something like that. Right. Right. Uh, also going on is the PCA main event, as I mentioned, which is down to the final 28 players. Uh, latest player knocked out of that one, Maria Ho, uh, who made a very deep run. Uh, Brian Altman, ship leader, Matt Berkey right there, uh, right behind him. And uh, some other big names still around. Christoph Vogelsang and Raj Vora, Marc-Andre Ladesur. Andrea Kari from Brazil. Gino Reem is still alive, uh, but uh, only 400,000 chips. Chip leader has 2.5 million. And, uh, you could still make damage with 400,000, yeah, boy, can. let me tell you. Scott Clements just got busted. Uh, Anthony Zeno went out a short time ago. And uh, Byron Coverman. So. What are the bl- have, do they you know what level they're at by any chance? Did they mention what level they're at? Uh, and what see, kind yeah. of the blind structures are there? Because blinds are six thousand, twelve thousand. Oh, right. he's got a lot level of money 20. to still play with with four hundred with a twelve thousand ante. Yeah, which I th- believe they're using they're the big blind ante there. Oh, uh, okay. Twenty-seven players left. Uh, so they are finishing up uh, that. They will finish tomorrow with a final table, I guess. We'll move on to that. So keep an eye on that as well, and uh, we'll let you know what's going on next week when we come to a finish. But um, the tournament in, in the Bahamas that was added, you know, it just brought so much excitement, brought so many people down there, and was, you know, as we mentioned, kind of like the uh, the thank you letter to uh, the poker community all around the world. Yeah, that's a hell. That's a hell of a gesture, huh, Dave? Yeah, I think that's a whoever came up with that marketing idea should 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 win <laughs> some kind of some uh, sort of award, right? Some sort of uh, American Poker Award. Yeah, exactly. They should definitely give that person uh, an award there. Yeah, no question. So uh, all that stuff going on down here, uh, either in South Florida or not far from South Florida. So uh, and the weather is just spectacular right now, unbelievable. Yes, it is. Even though for us down here, it's going to get a little well, chilly. Well, 57 tonight, tonight it yeah. gets down to, and 54 tomorrow night. <laughs> but that's uh, it's embarrassing to complain <laughs> about that. I love it. Uh, people you know, people want to slap me across the face when they listen to this this broadcast. I try to get out and walk about three miles every morning, and uh, you know it gets a little tough when it's uh, when it's 80 degrees by nine o'clock and gets up to to 90 or so, which is which is. You know the numbers are are kind of relative, but uh, the humidity my, always is so thick. Down my here. wife gets upset with me because I've always done this since I was young, Dave. You you say you go out at eight or nine. Most people say either go very early or go late in the afternoon. Right. I love walking right at that, that, that right at noon, one o'clock when it's, when hot. it's the hottest. Because I love you know immediately p- p- developing a sweat and getting into it and just going at it. And I've been like that since I was young. I used to always love 
competing in that weather because so many people faded when I was younger and I was able to hold up. So Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Matt Berkey is a guy that's interesting to look at. I don't know if you've seen any of his stuff. He's been done a great series of uh, uh, video logs uh, online, and uh, you can follow that. Uh, Solve for Why is what it's called. Okay. Uh, that's the name of it. And, uh, uh, if you go on Poker Go, you can watch some of that stuff. So uh, he's he's been really uh, instructive for a lot of people, helping a lot of people with their games. So it's it's fun to see someone like that uh, also do well playing, and uh, you know you get a good look at uh, you know what goes on behind the scenes as people prepare for different tournaments and and do well. Now, when you say what goes on beyond the scenes, is meaning. Well, Physical a, preparation, uh, you know, as we've had Bernard Lee mention certain things and other other great players talk about how uh, we've discussed other articles about how you should prepare as far as, you know, rest-wise and, you know, getting yourself in, in the best physical condition to tackle a big, uh, you know, long-term tournament. Or is he talking more about strategies, how to how to attack, uh, you know, the the strategy that you're going to use early on in a well, tournament? Well, it's, it's a lot of different stuff. But he did a whole series on physical and uh, strategy preparation for big tournaments. And uh, there's a whole series for the World Series of Poker this summer, this past summer, that he 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 put that all and they documented it. And uh, I found it very interesting. I'm looking forward to reading that then. Well, it's a it's a video log on uh, Poker oh, Go, oh. so if you uh, you know you have to have a subscription. Uh, now oh, so it's strictly it's ex- exclusive to Poker Go. I believe so. Okay. I believe. Oh no, uh, I, I take that back. You can get a lot of pick up a lot of that stuff on YouTube. Okay. So anyway, uh, we'll talk more about what's happening in a couple of these tournaments. I do want to run down what happened kind of at the final table and the excitement of all these players. We talked about how there would be. Such a mix of uh, interesting poker players, you know, the experience, the, the the young players that really had never gotten an opportunity. So it's a pretty interesting story. And and the amazing number that you mentioned last week, when you asked me how many how many pros, people who didn't win the package, what was it, uh, 300-something had, had, had the package? 320 had the package, and I said somewhere around 200 more people would add, and I wasn't even close. Yeah, it was about so 700 It was more. a little, yeah, it was a little over 720 more, something like that, and that just goes to show, you know, you put up, you set up the right format, and 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 the people will show up for it. And look look at that prize pool that it generated. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's not just good for uh, you know uh, the, the poker stars community and all that, but you know it rubs off and everything. And then more people want to try to throw huge events and and get the publicity as well. well so it, it's just great for the whole poker world. We've been talking about it now for two weeks. I'm sure other other poker podcasts have been going crazy about it. I'm sure it's going to be written about in Card Player and all the other poker uh, right. publications Absolutely. out there. And think about it. You know, outside of the main event final table that comes up or, you know, I, you have to kind of go back to, like, the moneymaker era when that thing exploded with him getting in in, in a satellite and, and getting to where it was that you've that you've seen this type of excitement generated like it has over this 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 last week with, yeah. with the amount of people that entered and you know the everything that goes into what this tournament you know did for poker exactly exactly okay let's take our first break on the show when we come back we'll talk a little bit about the uh the poker stars uh the poker stars championship and uh you know what's going on with the main event which is well underway and we'll talk about some of those players as well but we'll get to all that when we return. You're listening to Poker Action Line, 
And we hope you'll stick with us tonight. Big Dave Lemon, Joe Rodriguez from South Florida. We'll be right back after these messages. This is Poker Action Live. This is Big Dave for PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Want to know what's really cool? Your charitable tax-deductible donation every time you play. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com, the feel-good gateway to fun and prizes. Play free. Learn our system. Get 50,000 free chips and play for prizes. Play for scholarships that benefit Caribbean students. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Take it from Big Dave. A win for you is a donation to Caribbean education. PlaceYourChipsCaribbean.com. Okay, kids, the car's packed up and the campfire is out. Let's hit the road. Uh, Dad, the fire's not out. You can see it's still smoking. Oh, uh, close enough. Close enough? If it's too hot to touch, then it's too hot to leave. You could burn down this forest. Not to mention our whole neighborhood. Come on, Dad, do your homework. Nine out of ten wildfires are caused by humans. Did I say we were leaving? I was kidding. <laughs> Sure you were, Dad. Are you gonna tell your mom about this? Oh, yeah. Great. You're never too young to get your Smokey on. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because 9 out of 10 wildfires can be prevented. A public service message brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at SmokeyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires. It's tough to break into a career. Everybody wants to hire someone with experience. So how can you get experience if no one will hire you? Employers like to see that you've done the hands-on work. In the Guard, you can get paid training in your specialty. Then go out and apply those skills in the civilian world. I wouldn't be where I am today without the Guard. I'm serving my country, and I'm succeeding in the National Guard. Call 1-800-GO-GUARD and ask how you can get the job skills you need for the career you've always wanted in the National Guard. Several other tournaments underway down at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas for the Poker Stars Caribbean Adventure. Sam Greenwood won a $100,000 super high roller uh, for $1.75 million. $775 million. Uh, there were some smaller tournaments as well. Old Shemian picked up a title at the PCA National, $1,100 buy-in. And uh, Justin Bonomo. Right where he left off in 2018, uh, gets started with a big win in the single-day high roller, the $25,000 buy-in. And he wins that one, defeating, uh, uh, of course, a, a very tough field. But Jesus Cortez finished second. Stefan Sontheimer was third. Egan Kurganoff fourth. Nick Petrangelo, fifth. David Peters, sixth. So, uh, big names of the game, playing it out down there. Uh, and uh, we'll look at some of all the tournaments. But I do want to get to this uh, this uh, Poker Stars tournament. Uh, Julian Martini uh, finishing second to uh, Ramon Calillas. And uh, I picked out a couple of hands, too, and some other interesting things that happened. But I wanted to uh, look at a couple of hands. There was a huge hand for Calillas. Uh, I guess with there were about six players left, if uh, I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was actually uh, going up against Martini and uh, gave him a big lead. So he had 9-6 of hearts for $1.25 million. I can't give you all the, the blinds and uh, Andes at that point, but they're down to six players. So, uh, But Kalias came in with queen-5. Uh, you know, uh, queen of clubs, uh, five of spades. And there were three hearts on the flop, including an ace. 
Okay. So Martini flops the flops the flush. Kalias uh, called. The turn was a, a queen, so it gave him a, that. That was probably a horrible card for him, exactly, really, because it gave him top top pair. It gave him a top set, actually. Oh, excuse me, top set. There was a queen on the flop oh, okay. uh, as well. So queen on the flop, queen on the turn, and Martini bets four point six million. Maybe not the best idea to call. I mean, obviously, you're not going to be able to get away from a set of queens, are you, too easily? Well, you know, what are the chances that your opponent flopped the flush on you? You know, right now you're sitting with a set. I mean, not a set. You're sitting with trips. Right. You're sitting with trips. Um, you know, maybe your opponent also has a queen. Uh, I. It's kind of hard for me to, to think he'd get away, especially... He caught the one card he wanted to really catch, which was another queen. Right. He said he didn't really know Martini that well. He didn't really know how he played or what kind of strategy he would be using. Uh, this was actually uh, this was actually heads up. I take that back. So These this were heads up in the fi- so f- final final two. Right. Uh, he says I knew I had a decent hand, but uh, I did realize on the turn that I'm probably in trouble. He said I even I contemplated folding. Uh, as uh, Julian bet almost the size of the pot, so it was tough. But I thought about it for some time and decided to to, to stick out and see if he could get the five, which he did. Okay. Yeah, on the river. Okay. So he hit He said if he didn't get the five, obviously he was going to fold. So okay. He gets the five, and now he's in great shape, and then he checks. So uh, that was pretty much a key moment there, so. And his opponent came back and bet, went all in or something? No, he him? actually didn't go all in. He bet the, because uh, he ended up finishing the hand uh, with a uh, about a four to one chip lead. So f- put him up to 48 million, and Martini was down to 13 million at the time. So uh, he went on to win the tournament? Went on to win the tournament. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't get, well, it all depends on how many chips. Who, who was the chip leader? Was Martini going into that hand, did you uh, say? It was close. It was close. I don't have the exact numbers here. Sorry, I can't figure that. <laughs> you know, you know when you ask me those things, I'm going to come back with yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Those. But uh, what was the final? Did they mention in that article what the final bet was? I mean, you know how how that. I'm just very curious. That one flopped the flush, okay, and the other one hung around and was caught two miracle cards. To catch he did. House. He did shove all in, but he still had 13 million after, so he must so have started Martini with about, must have had a lot about of 30 million. So yeah. Plus. So so the scenario I was figuring. So he was happened. basically the chip leader, I guess, going into. That yeah, game. He, he's now hoping that the, that his opponent did flop the flush, which he did, pushed all in, and he's gonna. You're gonna have to show me a better full house uh, than the one I've got, and uh, you know, doubled up his money. So that was. I mean, granted. Uh, Martini would take those those I I'd take that scenario every single time. Right. Flopping a flush in my opponent, flopping a top pair and no heart to go with it. So even if a fourth heart hits the board, I'm in no danger. You know, I, I you you take those chances, but this is just how poker is. But that was uh really how he took the big lead and then was able to just uh grind it down after that. But uh the de- the decision there was him calling what wh- what was the the bet on the um on the flop? Uh, Do you remember there that they didn't put that there? No. Cuz I think that's the bet that he had to decide and now he once he catches the queen on the turn, you know, I this played out I think the way Oh, hold it. It is here. Uh Martini bet 1 million after the flop. And he had bet 1.2 
So he was. He trying, opened with one point two. Right, and he bet two five and bet right. a million. Bet so a million. So he comes in. So under he's slow his playing prop. it. He's slow playing. Exactly. It. He wants to draw his opponent in. You know, uh, I would imagine. Unless he feared that his opponent, because he was nine high as far as the flush was concerned in his hand. Uh, but I think he figured, I'm in great shape. Maybe I could get my opponent to come on in. Yeah. You know. After the turn, he bet $4.6 million. Well, was, yeah, that at that point, call. now he's got to be thinking, does my opponent have a queen? And now I've got to fade uh, uh, you know, the board pairing or him pairing his, his second card, which is exactly what happened. Uh, the, the whole thing here was, I wonder if... Um, if uh, what was the name of the gentleman that won the hand again? I'm sorry. Kalias. 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 If Kalias would have made the call on a bigger uh, flop bet, you know that, Mart- uh, that Martelli made, you know that that's that's where this hand could could have changed, or if he had pushed a lot harder after the the, the second queen hit the board. Well, you got to realize too that Martini uh, was the pro who bought in for twenty five thousand. Kalias. Mm-hmm. Was the not a not an amateur? I mean, he but plays in comparison to him, he is a tournament. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're playing hundred dollar tournaments. He said he normally plays two thousand k euros uh, tournaments over in Spain on the on the most part. Okay. Now he's going to jump to five thousand five k tournaments, but he's a guy who is not going to turn around and play yeah, high rollers. Yeah, but he's not now. getting that same. I mean, granted, 2K Euro is a lot of money for these tournaments, but you're not facing the same type of competition that you were facing in this tournament. Right. You know, he, again, once that second queen hit the board, there's no getting away from that for him. At this point, you're you're in second place. You're going to collect 2.9, or you're going to, you're going to you know, get double up your chip stack and go to 4-1 to one against your opponent right. on this thing. And, <clears throat> you know, the 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 poker stars aligned for him, so to speak, you know. <laughs> they aligned for him to to just get two miracle cards there. And I don't think the other gentleman did anything wrong. No, he was enticing no. his opponent to come in. You know, like like I like to say, the the operation was a success, but the patient died anyway. So right. that that's what happened. Well, here. you've got to realize too that <laughs> you get to the final table, the pay jumps are like you know massive, like a like what you would might win in another tournament. That's just simply the pay jump. So you know exactly that, and that's the pressure that that that's put on you because I guarantee you, you asked this gentleman before the start of the tournament if I guaranteed you third place money of two you know two point one two point two million whatever it was. You know, he decided, where do I sign the paperwork for that, and where do I pick up my money? You know, now once you're there, once you're there, it's a big difference, because you're going, man, if I knock off one more guy, it's almost a million dollars more. And then forget about that. Your head starts going crazy when you think, oh, my God, it's $3 million, a little more than $3 million more if I, if I, if I knock them both out. And yeah. I, you know, I've never been in that in that position for that kind of money, obviously. You know, very few people are. And that that takes a tolls on your nerves, Dave. Yeah, exactly. The one million dollar added by Poker Stars kind of uh, discouraged chopping. Uh, they asked him if they chop if there was any talk of a chop when they were down to three. And I'm going to get to the third place finisher in a second. Uh, the fellow from the Philippines. Philippines, right? But they had he had suggested it, but Martini felt that he was in the driver's of seat. Of course, he's now. up against two quote. Not amateurs, but nowhere near in the class that he is. Right. So he immediately said no. And then when they got down to heads up, uh, Kalia said, you know, there was he didn't even bother asking. After well, that. no, and Martelli ha- apparently Martini had a, a Martini, excuse me, Martini had a large uh, chip lead on him. Because if they went all in and still had $13 million after that hand, you know, he, that's still a nice chip lead on him. Because, yeah. you know, that's... 
it's a lot of money that you think you're going to dominate your opponent with. And he caught a hand that he thought was probably going to be the last hand, uh, and him winning that $5.1 million is just, you know, <laughs> poker gods being what they are. Yeah, I kind of wonder, too, when all these players play, are used to playing under the lights from the WPT final tables that are televised later, and there's so many, uh, there's so much TV coverage now. And now you've got a couple of players in the final three that have are not used to any of that. So what kind of advantage does Martini has because of that? Um, again, it's you know, he's been watching them play for a while. You know, they've all been on that final table. I don't know if he played we don't know if he played with some of the with, with these two players, you know, at previous tables as they were on heading towards that final table. But, you know, as a top pro you don't want to take that deal and right. you know uh, I hate to bring up the, the the PPC, but when I worked one of their main events down in Aruba, I remember when the gentleman from the Boston who had won on a satellite tournament at the uh, Foxwoods right. got in there, and they were down to the final three, and the, the top two guys there were, quote, pros. Yeah. You know, they were pros, and they knew this young man was an amateur. They they He wanted to discuss a deal, and they both kind of almost laughed in his face. Like saying, you must be kidding. You think we're going to make a deal with you? And he wound up taking the tournament. You right. know, sometimes sometimes that just pisses you off. And and you know what? Sometimes if you don't think that you can that you can go toe to toe with them like a boxer, you know, if you're not skilled enough, you know how they say you have a, bo- a puncher's chance of winning a boxing match. Well, sometimes you got to push all in and, and push to make them uncomfortable, and and get lucky. And once that happens, you start getting that confidence because I remember that young man when he knocked out the the first one, he, you know, it, it, it it's like the tables turned. He he was the one being bullied, and now he became the bully on the table. Right, exactly. And I you know I love that not being a top pro, obviously. Uh, just uh, just to mention the uh, the first player knocked out at the table that won just five hundred thousand. Uh, you know, sounds like nothing as as we talk about it, but. Uh, he had not knocked out with pocket aces, the Telal Shakerchi. To what type? What hand? He, did he uh, ran uh, aces into uh, ace queen. Oh so man! That was ace queen suited. That, uh, that got the flush. Got a flush on it. You know how dominated you are, ace ace queen. I remember was it uh, Robert Mizoraki in a tournament. Uh, where he had aces against ace nine, and the person wound up catching two nines uh, either on the flop or on the flop and turn, and you know th- those are things you know. You take that a hundred times out of a hundred times, Dave. You know, yeah. you know, you know that you're probably a ninety-one percent, ninety-two, whatever the percentage is, uh, uh, favorite to win those. But you know, you you will lose a few of those in a hundred times. But I don't know. You, 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 you have to, you know, the, the, what can you do? You, yeah. Are you going to fold aces? You can't fold aces in that position. You're not going to fold aces, so. Well, you think about and it. And you want action. That's the whole thing. It's a different thing if you raise with, with jacks or tens, and you got your opponent, you know, you're, you're the favorite, maybe, maybe a 55, 45, 60, 40 favorite, and you don't mind your opponent laying down at that moment. But when you've got a nine, when you're like a nine to one favorite, to win that hand, you, you want action. You yeah. know, you definitely want action. It sucks with the results, but you know, you ask any any anybody who worked their weight in poker. All I know is in life, I'll take a nine to one chance against anybody in life to double up my 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 life savings. Uh, think about the effect on it on uh, <coughs> Spanish players. Now we know that uh, 
Spain and France have uh, kind of commingled their pools in uh, PokerStars and some other uh, sites over there uh, in recent years. But I kind of, you know, we've done so much talking about Chris Moneymaker over the last few weeks. Here's a 2,000K, a 2K player, basically, that wins $5.1 million. Uh, You know, he kind of has to be almost like a little bit of a national hero and makes people think, wow, I think maybe I could do something like that someday. Exactly. It's got to be great for the game. And I believe this is what this is what these type of tournaments, what the main event has done. Remember when we had kind of like a run of a lot of great German poker players, right? You know, and and I think it was inspired by the first one that you know became. Uh, I'm trying to remember his name, but you know, you, you had this. I think every time somebody from a country that. We don't know a lot of great. I'm sure they have a lot of great poker players. Well, P.S. Hines winning the P.S. Hines, uh, the main event, winning the main event, right? And then you've had others that other great German players. Since then, we got guys like Rainer Kempe and uh, Sondheimer, and uh, there you go. You're naming them right now right. after that thing there, and it just seems to be a flow of, of you know uh, national pride and. You know, also saying, hey, if this guy can do it, I mean, we saw it here in the United States, like you just mentioned with Chris Moneymaker. You see somebody like Chris Moneymaker win it, you're like, damn, this guy got in here on a satellite online, turned eight. We thought it was, what, $33, but it was 86 Either way, it's not a big difference. Less than $100 turned that into two point, what was it, five million or something like that, that he won in that tournament. it It just lights that fire for people, and I and I think you get that little bit of an explosion of, you know, all of a sudden you get a charge of that. And I've always been a believer, like we've said, you know, there there are there are poker players that go on heaters, that are just, you know, you, it, it's like you could tell what your opponent is thinking. You can see their cards, and you go through that. And I think that you know nationalities see that and they get excited and they put more effort into it study the game a little bit more say if i put a little you know if i if i if i put the time in look at the results look what i look right. look what this guy achieved i can try to achieve the same thing and i think you're right i think that spain is going to have like a nice little push with this uh, you know what's their greatest player carlos, carlos uh, mortensen, mortensen. Okay, who's in the Poker Hall of Fame? All right. So now you now you got that. You look at that as as your top poker player. Now this guy winning this tournament, you know, yeah. I I just see, I just see us talking about more Spanish players going forward this year right, because exactly. of this, especially at the start of the year. Right. Uh, well, let's take a break here on the show. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about this event. Uh, couple, got a couple other uh, surrounding stories that would, uh, would be interesting to discuss. So we'll do that when we return. Um, big big tournaments uh, coming up here in South Florida all the way into the summer. Uh, when you think about the World Series of Poker Circuit and back to the Hard Rock for their other big uh, WPT event later in April. So um, always something to talk about here in this game. Yeah, yeah, we've never been able to keep radio silence on anything <laughs> for nine years. Almost, okay, we'll so. do more of that when we come back. You're listening to Poker Action Line, and we'll be back after these messages. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. 
You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer can purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables. With a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes. And if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, and you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. Android and iPhone users, for the full version of WFO Radio, download the WFO Radio app. It's sports radio for racing fans. Thank you, I appreciate it. The ultimate, the ultimate racing, show, racing show, including WFO Radio NHRA Nitro, WFO Radio Ignition, the WFO Radio NASCAR Tailgate Party, news, videos, push notifications, and more. I just hope I'm part of it. Go to the App Store or Android Market, search WFO Radio, and download it now. Now. PCA main event uh, going on, uh, down to 27 players. Uh, They're on the dinner break. That's why that hasn't changed much. But Brian Altman, the chip leader, and Scott Wellenbach in second place. Uh, also looking at the Seminole Hard Rock Tournament, over, uh, which is the opener, the 360 uh, Ultimate Reentry, uh, getting underway after a weekend of uh, opening sessions. They finished on Sunday with 7 and 8. And uh, came up with a field of 40 over 4,500 players. So you know, even with a 360 buy-in, you're looking at a pretty nice first prize. Yeah, like I said, the prize pool should be somewhere around 1.4, 1.5 million. I don't know how much of that uh, $60, you know, <laughs> was the house money, but even at even at uh, at 300, you're looking at 1.35, I believe, with with that amount of field that you're talking about, 4,500. You said. Uh, forty-five oh eight. Yeah, so that, that fifty-two players left in that one, by the way. Wow. So they're playing that one down tonight, uh, and they'll come back tomorrow. Uh, I want to get back to this uh, PSPC tournament, though. Uh, talk a little bit about the third place finisher, uh, Michael Rivera, was his name from uh, the Philippines, and just wanted to bring up one. Uh, I don't know, maybe made a mistake. Uh, people after the fact can often find uh, that. But uh, he ended up uh, folding pocket queens. Uh, and I believe there was uh, six players left at this time. Uh, Julian Martini, the French player, opened with queen five, offsuit, under the gun. Rivera called in the small blind with his pocket queens. Uh, the flop came 7-7-6, seven, seven, rainbow. Uh, Rivera uh, check called for six hundred thousand. 
Uh, a three hit on the turn, a three of clubs. And Martini opened with a bet of 2.325 million. Uh, Rivera used his time bank and uh, did finally did decide to call. He's now holding queens and sevens. Uh, six double paired the board. Oh, that's a terrible card. So now Mark. what do you now what do you do? That's a terrible, terrible card. Especially after the guy jams against you. Yeah. Five, over and five with two million. sevens already out there. So, woof. I, that's, that's, again, without having played against this per, this opponent, not seeing what, what he's capable of, knowing that he's a pro and you're not, he's capable of pushing with any two big cards. You've gone this far. You want to collect. You see that—that's the difference between the top pros and people like like you and I, Dave. That if we've given that opportunity and we get that far, that money jump gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Well, and you're just, looking just at to two, tell you, two six money places jumps. is right around a million. And uh, what fifth was the is one point three, one point so six, one point right. two point one. So you're looking at about three hundred thousand jump for the next two positions, right? right? Three hundred for the next. I, position. I well, yeah, but I'm saying like next and the one after that, yeah, three hundred whatever right. his chip, exactly. chip count was at that point. I don't know how much he called of his stack, how much he actually had left. Um, he said there was a short stack that had like two big blinds that was still at the table. Yeah, so that's a three hundred thousand dollar call for yeah. him at that Knowing point. Knowing that, you really can't second guess. And, you know, so he's figuring, this guy is gone, I'm going to pick up an extra $300,000. My guess is I might have taken a shot to take the pot when the three hit. You understand? Right. Because what are you putting your opponent on? If you were putting your opponent on the six, sevens and sixes, and if he does you jam there, put, he... you should have put him to the test. Right. If that was your, tr if your thought process is my opponent had that, okay? Because if all of a sudden you think your opponent had aces or kings on you, then what were you doing calling with pocket queens to start with? Right. You may have been okay. Well, let me see what the flop is like. It wasn't enough of my stack that I could take a shot, and maybe I'll I'll stack this guy. But if you thought your opponent had Aces or kings, which are the only two pairs above yours, or that he actually made the raise with a seven in his hand, it would have been easy. I think it would have been easy to find out. And if you thought your opponent had a six, I think I would have put the pressure on him um, after the after the turn. So basically, after the three hits on the turn, and uh, what are you putting your Martini opponent on? Martini bets uh, two point three million. What are you putting? That's your a good bet. That was that's a great. A, that's a great bet. That's a great bet. But what I'm trying to say is, but if he jams, was thinking about it because if he jams back with his five million, five point two million, no the guy's way not going to. Yeah, he's not looking for. Call. He's looking for the best, inside uh, straight. Exactly. That's the best hand he could possibly think he could catch there. Okay, and his opponent could have easily have been calling with pocket sixes, pocket threes, and caught the full house there on the, on the turn. Um, you know, because he didn't jam back. Um, and he was a chip leader, Martini. He, you he know, was, I, he was you know, uh, raising very wide since top, he had all the chips. Exactly, from, and uh, and this guy not re-raising them pre-flop with the queens. You know, there, there comes a moment where you do have to take a stand. You know, if you're going to win this thing now. Can we can we argue with his results? He went from six to third, and picked up about a million and a half more, right? From six hundred, uh, what was it? No, from a million to one to two point two that he got for third place. He got two point one six. Two point yeah. one. All right, so just, just so he he wound up picking up almost one point two million more for hanging around. Right. Now, and also, you can't second guess it because he got into the event. His platinum pass came 
as a bonus at a $575 buy-in tournament in Manila. Okay. So now you're going, okay, a million... 300,000, I brought my family over here. That more than covers the expenses. Right. Uh, a lot of thought process. That's where Martini takes, uh, t- you know, uh, takes the advantage over regular players because they're looking at that $300,000 jump. Right. And maybe 600000 if he moves up to fourth place. And obviously he would like to win, but I'm sure he's well, overjoyed you, like, winning again, $2 million. Well, again, you get to that point. You got to that point there. Well, you know, all right, now how much more can I squeeze out of this? Right. And those jumps, you know, they're big money for our, for average for the average Joe out there. Right, exactly. Um by the way, his uh, largest cash before this was under 40,000. So, you, can you imagine? Had Guaranteed like, a million and knows that one guy had two big blinds or he had two hands, a hand or two to decide and even if he hits that you know, that guy's still going to be in trouble. His career earnings uh, going into the event were 318000 So he uh Well, he's been a decent poker player, that. but that's, that's, that's pretty nice. Right. So 300000 is a nice, you know. He normally plays uh, cash games uh, pot limit Omaha. So he's not even, uh, probably his best game is not even Hold'em. But... Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, I definitely, when you mentioned the guy had two big blinds, that was his thought. One of the other guys. Do I want, yeah. Right, that one of the other guys had two big blinds, he's thinking, damn it, you know. My guess is either he should have folded on on the turn and saved that $2.3 million. You know, you, you can't be putting that kind of money in hoping that you that you spike a, one, you know, one of two cards if they're still alive of a queen, you know. Uh, again, my thing is always to think, what does my opponent have? What what did I put him on pre-flop that he raised? You know, obviously the top pro at the table, taking advantage of his 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 position. I've got a premium. I mean, I've got a monster hand in pocket queens. You caught a pretty good flop if this guy was raising with a naked ace or a king. So I I don't know. I think I would have probably put him to the test on on the flop, and I don't think his opponent could have called him unless he wanted to push them all in. And if he had $5 million in chips, you know, he wound up putting almost half of that on the turn. Yeah. How do you not call the river? I mean, I, again, it's it's my thought process is a little different. I would have, like, again, said, what can this guy have? And if and if you thought he had a seven, you had no business being in there after the flop. Yeah. If you thought he had a six, then you should have been pushing him because he could have easily have had a six four six five and don't let him backdoor into a straight. I'm putting a lot of pressure on him to see if he wants to call me with with second pair right. out there. Right. And uh, you know, then that second six hits, that's a horrendous card for him. I think the worst cards he could have seen was a four five six or an ace king. You know, those are the cards <laughs> that that would have struck fear into his heart. And obviously he released the hand, right? I mean, he didn't. Right. You know, this this guy yeah, won with that bluff. Yes. So. That was uh, listen. I can't argue the default. I mean, he still wound up earning an extra one, almost one point two million dollars. So right, exactly. Uh, one other th- interesting uh, event was the fifty thousand dollar buy-in high roller won by Timothy Adams. But uh, a very interesting situation and something I'd never heard of before. I mean, you may have, but they were playing, uh, and these are all obviously huge high roller players. Uh, they're playing down. There was a. There was a double bust-out right at the end with uh, uh, Justin Bonomo, Alex Foxen, 
uh, in a hand with Stephen Chidwick, and Chidwick called him both uh, Bonomo with King-8, Foxen had uh, King-9, and Chidwick had Ace-Jack. Uh, he flopped a pair of jacks, but actually won the hand when he hit runner-runner for the flush, but knocked both guys out. Uh, so when they were heads up, they looked at each other, and they said, are you thinking what I'm thinking? And they called the floor over, and they asked if they could add two jokers to the deck. What? They added two jokers to the deck. The floor checked with the tournament director uh, while they were still playing heads up. And uh, when they returned, the tournament clock was paused, and the two jokers were added to the deck. Just to kind of mix things up. They had obviously already made some kind of deal. Uh, So they... uh, Let's see. Chidwick had a big chip lead. He was guaranteed 423,000. Adams would take 350k, and they would put the 21,500 and the trophy uh, up for grabs. So they they played with the. Oh, two so these were the, the, the final these three are the two guys. guys. Final, two. Are f- oh. final two. Final two. I thought you said it was a double knockout. And Chidwick knocked out Foxen and Bonomo and left him against Adams heads up. Oh, okay. So, so there were four players. There were, right. 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 Exactly. Okay. So uh, Adams doubled up immediately. Uh, well, it doesn't really matter what the hand won, but one of the jokers uh, didn't appear on the board until after about 40 minutes of play when they're still playing heads up. Uh, Adams uh, eventually won the hand with a flush, but two hands later... How did they play that joker? What was that joker? I've never... Wild, uh, a wild card. Just any card yeah, you any wanted card you it wanted. to be. Right. Okay. Uh but uh, so it's not like in Pi Gal where the Joker is either an ace, no, it could a be flush anything. or a straight. You know, you, where you can use it for either an ace, a straight, or a flush to complete one of those three. Right. So uh, after Chidwick had doubled up with pocket kings against ace king, two hands later, uh, Chidwick shoved in and got snap called by Adams, who had a Joker in his hand with a queen. Okay. So Chidwick had ace jack. And the board ran out seven queen four ace six. So uh, set of queens, thanks to the Joker, wins the tournament fifty thousand. Of course, it's not they're not playing for for the huge money. And again, they had already that, made a deal. They had made a, a deal, deal, and we were playing for twenty one thousand. But I just thought that was kind of weird at that level of play for that to occur to them. I've never and just kind of make things up just to have a little fun. At with this it. level, I've never seen that. So that, that, it's fun. I think it's a lot of fun. It, it, it adds a little it adds a little intrigue to the game. Right. Are you surprised that the tournament director said that was okay? Um again, without knowing what their what their bylaws are and what they have there, I don't have a problem with that. If yeah. if it's if it's uh what was it? At that point it was four players and they put the joker in. Oh, it's just heads up, and they put the Joker in. I'm, so I'm trying it to. Just remember. heads up. Heads up. Yeah. Two players don't mind. Go for it. Yeah. Enjoy. It. Have fun. You're gonna have shows like ours, and people writing about it and talking about it. It's only gonna be good publicity for them. Exactly. Okay, let's take our final break on the show. We'll be back to finish things up when we return. Uh, one other uh, interesting story that came out of that tournament that I want to talk about. Also, uh, things are starting to happen on the legal front as far as online poker. New York has a bill out now. Unfortunately, Michigan that we had talked about in December before we left for the for uh, the holiday break, uh, the governor uh, had the bill on his desk, was leaving office, and vetoed just about everything at the end. And they can't even bring it back now with a new legend with a new session because uh, there's all different legislators. Wow! So they don't even have a chance to override nope. it. Nope. Uh. And he waited till the last second. He waited till like. 
one day before he was out of office, yeah, vetoed it, and then you know just basically put them down. So well, my God, well, obviously he had to have been against this from the get go. Well, you wonder, you know, I think obviously some of these uh, casinos in Detroit maybe uh, would have liked to have been involved in that, but it also is extra competition for them that maybe they in the secretly didn't want. So you know, a y- six months from now, is this ex-governor going to be signing on to the board of uh, directors for one of these casinos? Uh, would that surprise you? <laughs> and that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah, exactly. So or uh, the, the gambling commission or something like exactly, that. Exactly. Some yeah. point of job. Somebody who benefited by his veto <laughs> may exactly. have him uh, as a consultant uh, for, for, you know, six, seven figures on their board. Well, let's finish things up. You can always pick up the show on uh, our poker our website at PokerActionLine.com. Uh, you can go to uh, the Hold'em Radio Network. We're still on uh, the show there. Uh, you can find that on uh, online as well. Also, uh, the Poker Fuse podcast page. Pick us up on SoundCloud or anywhere you get your uh, your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts and, uh, and Stitcher, places like that. So we'll be back to finish things up when we return. Poker Action Line here from South Florida. And to the new year, uh, 2019. This is Poker Action Line. Hi, this is Big Dave from PokerActionLineRadio.com. I want to let all avid poker players know about a great new lottery game that was developed by one of our sponsors, Atlantic West Management Group. This game is now available worldwide on the Internet and will be served as Place Your Chips Caribbean and operated on the Internet as an international lottery by Atlantic West. The Texas Hold'em poker-like game is perfectly legal everywhere and presented as a lottery game with tickets available on the Internet. You can win pick six lottery tickets and cash prizes by using your poker playing skills. It's open to lottery players worldwide, and right now this game is in a play-for-free test mode, and you are not obligated to purchase anything. You can get 50,000 free play chips per ticket for the purpose of evaluating the game with no prizes awarded until the game goes live. The lottery customer could purchase a ticket with a unique number that will grant them entry into one of many Texas Hold'em poker tables with a chip stack and like a lottery game, the prize value will be based on ticket sales. That chip stack will be valid for the remainder of the week as players can access the site as often as they like to try and take the chip lead. At the end of the week, the highest chip stacks will be awarded lottery prizes, and if you lose all your chips, the lottery ticket becomes null and void. As with regular lottery games, you can purchase as many entries as you like. However, each ticket stands on its own merit, and much like the regular lottery, the results of multiple tickets cannot be combined toward a prize. The name of this game is Place Your Chips Caribbean, you can access a live demonstration of the game right now at www.placeyourchipscaribbean.com. We believe that when it goes live soon, there will be a heavy demand for this game, as most lottery players would much rather have some say in the outcome of their lottery result. Their odds of winning are greatly improved if they're able to utilize their playing skills in order to increase their chances of winning. I hope that you will try the Play for Free demonstration, and hope that you will join us when the Play for Real game becomes available. Final segment of the show, Big Dave and Joe from South Florida. And uh, we keep an eye on this uh, action down at in the uh, Bahamas at the big resort, the Atlantis Resort. I wonder if there's anywhere else decent to stay down there. Have you been over there? <laughs> no. I mean, that's a huge, beautiful, beautiful my, resort. My, my family has been there. They love it. Uh, they, but I've never been but there. But, I mean, outside of that, is, uh, well, I'm sure all oh, the big sure chains have some nice ones well, there. But uh, yeah. I remember going to Freeport years ago. Oof. It was a dump. Yeah. I, that, I, I, you're talking 30 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. 
I almost died on a plane ride back from there. No one knew I had gone. <laughs> By the way, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> the the big thing was with players coming back from there. They said, "Don't fool around with customs. Declare what you're bringing back." Oh, I got and, horror stories for and you. And they there, said buddy. that they sat there. He missed his connection uh, because they spent so much time counting out the cash that he had on him. They didn't even go into his bag and look and see if he had any extra, which is crazy. No, because what they happens just, is. The people at the casino, if you make a big score and you cash out a lot of chips, somebody at the casino is getting paid off to call customs over there. And I know somebody who got hit with that, had a little too much to drink, was enjoying themselves, and was over by about five or $600, didn't declare, wound up going to jail, had to hire a Bahamian lawyer. Uh, I'm telling you, this was a complete nightmare. They finally, you know, released him after a day or two over there, flew back, had to go back over there, okay, was found that he did not, you know, do this on purpose, but his fine was, hey, lo and behold, the 10000 and change that, had, that they had confiscated from him yeah, just, was his just, fine, just the line. not to mention that he had to pay the Bahamian lawyer. Yeah, just just the line, hiring, he had to hire a Bahamian lawyer. There is, uh, you go. That sounds like just corruption. And we've heard, we've heard some of it here. Form. From some of the tournaments that they had in the past where some of the young men got caught up in there. There was a story, I believe, in Card Player that was just, um, I, I'm, I'm thinking it's Card Player, but I know it was a poker publication. And the guys made similar mistakes and wound up spending some time over there as a guest of the Bahamian government and did not like the accommodations at all. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I'll find my poker playing elsewhere. Thank you. Yeah, I would say. Um, I did want to mention this story from coming out of New York uh, before we leave here. Uh, as uh, uh, the Assemblyman uh, Joseph Adabo has uh, introduced a new bill in the Senate up there to legalize online poker, not online casino games. And uh, the champion up there for uh, trying to get online poker has, in the past has been Assemblyman Gary Pretlow. Uh, who's more focusing on uh, sports betting now. But uh, he does feel like, you know, that if it gets through the uh, Senate, that uh, there's still a chance that something could, could happen up there. Uh, Dabo's bill assesses a one-time $10 million licensing fee for the operator and a 15% tax on gross gaming revenue, which is really kind of like nothing. Uh, 11th licenses would be available. And uh, obviously, New York is the fourth largest state in the U.S. with 19.5 million residents. So, you know, that's got a chance again this year. I don't know what you hear from up there with people you know in New York. Listen, it's actually quite disappointing because I thought New York would have already have approved this, yeah, I know. to be honest with you. You know, um, again, you know, when it comes to polit politicians and politics, it's... Such a nasty and you know such idiots that we've elected into into offices all around the country that it you know it's just so disappointing. I I can't believe we've been eight years without online poker already. Yeah. You know so you know it's it's a very sore subject with me. <laughs> it's a very sore subject with me. Uh, I don't understand how you know a large majority of the people who want something are. You know, bowing down to to what I believe to be a very small minority. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it. 
whether it's the you know the tribes or whatever that that blocks it, everybody wants their own piece of the pie, and nobody wants to uh, give a little bit just to to get it in there for people. So, you know, you would think that uh, you know with the popularity of the game, it continues to grow. Uh, you know, we have the uh, the poker the poker alliance is uh, you know coming back again, so that's uh, still a possibility. So I don't know. I just don't understand why. Uh, Listen, these people done. all want a certain piece of it, and if I was in the government trying to earn tax dollars to help my citizens in my state or federally with our federal government, is this is how it's going to be. This is what the fee is going to be. These are what the rules and regulations are going to be on this. Can you do this? The people who can go forward and have this business, and you start generating income and, and tax revenue for the state, for the federal government, for whatever whatever it is that it's going to generate it for, and you go forward from that. If these people can't seem to come up with a decision, you know, because they're all wanted all to favor them, just set a general rule for this. I guarantee you, you put it out there and you go, this is what it is. Who wants who who wants some of this? Right. Okay. These, this is what the cost is going to be. This is what we're going to tax rate that we're going to tax you at. Who can set it up? You know what you're going to see? All these people that have been fighting against each other are either going to start teaming up or the weak are going to fall by the wayside. And, you know, the government is going to start, again, generating tax revenue that's going to help other phases of, of life for people, for their citizens in their states or federally for all of us. So it's just, you know, again... Uh, I, I don't know if it's people with their hands out there, you know, uh, looking for, for kickbacks or whatever. You know, you, you hate to say something like that, but, you know, you were, we're almost 60 years old and we've seen too much of that. Yeah. I've seen it in the areas I've grown up with, with, with crooked politicians. Just set it up already. Yeah. The majority of people want poker. They want sports gambling. The Supreme Court has already laid down the groundwork for you to make it legal. It's just either egos stupidity, a combination of both, uh, you know, so somebody needs to be smart enough to step up there and say, all right, the hell with you guys, I'm going to set forth, I'm going to get professionals, experts, we're going to set forth what the guidelines are going to be, you either meet them or you don't, right. and the people who do are going to be the ones generating the profits and all that money, and you'll see how quickly people fall in line. Well, the Poker Players Alliance kind of disbanded. Uh, and really, there was not much happening uh, over the entire uh, year, 2018. But the Poker Alliance uh, seems to be roaring back to life a little bit. They've named an advisory board. They say there's really no leader of the advisory board, but uh, Daniel Negranu has been named uh, as one of the three pros to be on that group, which is interesting because he has a lot of great ideas and yes, a lot of energy. Uh, also, Maria Ho and Jason Kuhn, uh, the three uh, professionals that are going to be on that board. So uh, maybe they can put together some grassroots efforts to get this thing uh, accomplished. Yeah, like I said, we, we we definitely need a politician who has a pair that could just say, hey, I'm tired of all of this. You guys can't seem to settle this among yourselves, so this is what I'm going to do. So yeah, exactly. let's hope that happens down okay. the road. Well, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, we'll be back next week with some more stories and some more uh, results and uh, talk about things going on in the world of poker, as we always do here on Poker Action Line. Hope you'll be with us as usual. Real quick before we go on break, guys, I am so sorry to stop this, but I just want to let people know that at Casino Miami, where I used to be the poker director, for the next four days after this show, we'll probably be up later on tonight, but starting tomorrow, the 15th through the 18th, from 10 in the morning to 2 o'clock, dealers are out there in South Florida, 
that want to audition, I believe that we're going to be opening up a poker room again in the very near future. There so. you go. If you're looking for a career, that's the thing to do. Call Casino Miami for more information. We'll be back next week with another edition of Poker Action Line. The views and opinions of the hosts, guests, or callers are not necessarily those of the station, its owners, advertisers, or agencies.